Scott. Tyler. I have a big issue, my friend. Do do tell, do tell. That I like to take a lot of toy picks, and sometimes I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of time to build sets, or I just don't have the money to build sets. And I saw that you've been messing around with extreme sets, and I want to know your honest opinion. What do you think of these things? I think extreme sets is an answer to it's an answer to convenience, it's an answer to being compact, and it's an answer to taking great photos. I absolutely love the details that extreme sets have, and they're so simple to use and incredibly versatile. You can make so many different things with them. And you can even combine sets to make some whole other world of, of different possibilities. So extreme sets for me is a massive thumbs up. And when you, you take it out, it's pretty flat, but you can like you pop it up and basically it's like a cardboard prop up set. Absolutely, yeah. So you can connect um, any of the walls together to make many different possibilities and you've got all the different floor patterns that you can use make different rooms you can make it look like there's a, a door leading into a room so extreme sets for me are, are unrivaled and in- well with my lighting situation and stuff i'm worried about you know glare and lights bouncing off of something that you know might be printed off and it looks like they're printed is there any trouble with that or is it is it matte what is it what is it like well fear not because it is matte you can bounce lights off any to 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 make it illuminate and i personally i i use some nice bright almost led type lights and and they hit that surface and it does nothing but illuminate all the details of it so it's it's absolutely perfect well, I know that once I buy it, I'm definitely saying that the reason I got it is because of you, but because <laughs> definitely knowing that you like it and it's working for you and seeing your pictures and how they turn out, I think well, that it's finally something I'm going to take a take a dive into. Well, all I know is once you get one, you get a, one about 20. So, <laughs> Well, luckily you can combine them. <laughs> exactly, yes. They have so many great offers on them. The, um... So you recommend extreme sets? 100%, yeah, absolutely. I, I recommend extreme sets. And um, once you buy one, like I say, you'll be buying multiples of them. And that leads on nicely to their discounts. They offer some fantastic deals. A lot of time they do um, two for the price of three. You get discount of 20% if you spend over $100 and you're signed up to their mailing service. So absolutely go for it. Extreme sets are one, certainly, certainly the best in, in pop-up dioramas. And you could use a lot of our guest codes to get deals as well. Yeah, absolutely. So i got to thank Jesse, um, who's at Neronian, for using his discount code, which is Nero, um, N-E-R-O. So, yeah, fantastic. And that gets you 10% discount on your first purchase. Well, you heard it here, folks, at DC Figures and Collectibles. That's Scott himself from At The Bat Fan. He's not only tested these out, he loves them. He recommends them. I'm buying one. He got me to do that. Our guest today, our guest from last week as well, Lewis, got me is already got me to buy the Mezco Catwoman. So maybe I should stop talking to people. <laughs> definitely, definitely getting an extreme sets. So hope you guys enjoy it. Test it out. If you do, let us know. Let Scott know. Tag us and picks. Tag extreme sets. 
And yeah, enjoy the show. Hello. Hello, and welcome everybody to the very special two-part episode we have of DC Figures and Collectibles. We wanted to do this today to coincide with a very big uh, release today, and we are honored and extremely pleased that this man is taking time out of his day to join us, because we know he's extremely busy, no pun intended, and his name is Joe. <laughs> Joe, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And I also have Scott with me, my co-host. Hello to everybody listening. Hello, Joe. It's absolutely amazing to have you here. This is just incredible. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. So first of all, we would like to know um, a little about you personally, a little, uh, if, as much as you're willing to tell us. Uh, oh, no worries. <laughs> no secrets. Yeah, we want to know, uh, did you grow up always like being into comic book characters, collecting? Uh, have you always been into art and into like the kind of things you're doing oh, now. Man, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, going way back, I feel like I was born with building miniature sets, you know, as long as I can remember. I think it was like in my early teenage days that I used to, well, I was a big wrestling fan, a huge oh, wrestling no. fan. Wrestling, you know, WWE was my life back then, you know, WWF. So it was like the Bret the Hitman Hard <laughs> and all that stuff. I used to collect all those action figures and, the thing that intrigued me the most was the sets. You know, I always wanted to build those sets. And back then, they had, you know, every pay-per-view, they had a different set, yeah. you know. And they started using it more and more, you know, rapidly. And then it turns to the LEDs and we just completely killed all the whole, <laughs> you know, set design for in my perspective. But, yeah, man, I used to, I used to sit there and chop cardboard and, and build them to the best of my knowledge. You know, and back then, I look back at it now, I'm like, Man, I got the scale all wrong. I didn't understand <laughs> scale. I didn't even you know the door would be too big or like yeah. the drapes. It was just weird. But I used to do that and it, it made me happy. And then, man, right after that, I followed the dream of, you know, designing and designing. I got into architecture and uh, set and exhibit design. Um, so that's when everything kind of took off. Uh, I'm hitting probably 15 years of doing set design for uh for movie premieres oh wow that's yeah so it's it's been a trade shows restaurants i mean all kinds of stuff that i've been doing for a very very long time so you are a very busy man <laughs> well i was telling you yesterday i'm like dude i i, got, I took on this project and I, I you know i didn't know what to do yeah oh man a lot of sleepless nights but you know everything works out to to come back to the toy thing so after all these years of doing set design and, uh, and all, you know, set design basically revolves around uh, copying a movie. For example, we're doing like a VIP movie party, right? For, for whatever movie is coming out. Let's say Jurassic World 2. Okay. And now I have to watch a preview and make the VIP party of the premiere look exactly or similar to the, to the movie itself. You know, everything's heavily themed uh, on the movie. Uh, so you have to, everything is custom made. Everything has to be built to scale, you know, whatever. I mean, this is massive. We're, we're <laughs> talking about little miniature, <laughs> miniature, you know, houses and, and buildings and stuff. But I took that 
aspect of my life and converted it into uh, into miniatures, you know. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna start doing this for for action figures because action figure photography. I mean, back then it was nothing, but it slowly, slowly started growing, and here I am, so many years later. <laughs> yeah. So you know? is is the extreme sets just a side business for you? Uh, well, it was a side business. It was actually a hobby. Now it's kind of taken over my life because it just it just keeps on growing, uh, which is a good thing. But heck it yeah, also has, yeah, it's definitely painful at the same time because you know everybody whoever runs a business, the first few years are the most difficult. You know you kind of go at a point you're like yeah you know this is amazing, and then you're like oh oh what, what am I gonna do now? And then you're like oh you know that. When you're dealing with product in general, uh, you need you need space. You know, you need space to park that product. You need uh, all these freight forwarders, and I mean, you deal with a lot of things that a normal job doesn't deal with. You know, yeah. especially production. Production. You know, I had to learn everything from from scratch. I didn't have anybody that pointed me at the right direction and said, "Hey, go here and go there, manufacture there, and blah blah blah." You know. So it was painful, but now now it's kind of like smooth. That's yeah, I would say. Was, you know, a lot of problems. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. I've got to say, like, along with toy photography, progressing extreme sets has progressed hugely in the, the design. It's incredible. Even going back to, like, those first sort of wave of sets, they were revolutionary at the time for toy photographers. And I, I was fascinated to know, how did you get the whole idea to make this sort of, like, um, like the cardboard dioramas and incorporate all that detail into it. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, if you look at the first, it's funny how uh, we all go back to the first product I did, which was an arena. Yeah. It was for a wrestling thing. Yep. Uh, the whole vision behind that concept was it had to be 3D. First, I build it out. I did a model of it. Mm. Of fully 3D. And, you know, here, here I am not knowing anything about production. <laughs> and how much things are going to cost and what is it going to take or how much the, the customer is going to pay for, is willing to pay for. Uh, so you, you deal with a lot of headaches in the very, very beginning. So once I did that whole 3D product and I was going to release it in plastic and all these molds, and then I checked the pricing of how much it would cost to actually get that going. I'm like, all right, forget about <laughs> this, you know? There's, yeah, at that point, it was like coming out to be like – customer would have need to pay like $400 for the arena in plastic and three-dimensional and like I don't I don't have any following I don't even have an Instagram account or nothing you know so like that wasn't gonna work but a few years later I came back with hey let's just make it cardboard and let's just make it foldable to to lay flat in a small box and after that I mean the first series I mean from wrestling I I'm like why not you know, because I'm a huge collector myself. I nice. collect a lot of hot toys. And, I mean, I have an army of hot toys. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's my disease, if you want to call it. <laughs> well, we all share your disease. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very, very expensive hobby. But, you know, it is what it is. But going to Series 1 of the of the comic, comic uh, what is it, Multiverse Collection Series 1, they were all flat, and they were only six panels that you get in a box you know i mean going from that to where i am now full 3d you know acs popping out doors opening ground panels and you know all kinds of stuff pillars oh. columns. i mean you know joe i gotta tell you i got the elevator set 
uh-huh. I I have just blown away at the the like how you have to just think of the foreknowledge of what goes into it, how it's going to fold and all that. I was just blown away at the not just the creativity, the ability to plan that out with foreknowledge, but also just to think about put yourself in the photographer's shoes and think of all the different options he'd want to get out of it. I think what you do is incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it's just, uh, first, the most important thing that no one knows about is the box size, you know, the, the, the packaging. Uh-huh. The packaging has to be a certain size for me to be able to ship it, you know? Yeah. So like every when I started designing a new product, I have to be, you know, very, very precise with those dimensions of the box. But, uh, so after that, I started designing the product based off the, uh, how many times it's going to I'm not a big fan of folding too many panels to shove them in the box because, you know, the folds uh, are, you know, visible when you're, when you're taking pictures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to maneuver or do whatever it takes to make the product fit in and multiple pieces that connect without any problems. And also you have to think about, you have to take into consideration the lighting. Uh, I'm not the one that always lights, but a lot of people, you know, heavily light the product. So you have to be like, leave room here and leave room up there. For example, the elevator, you know, the top opens, yeah. you drop a light in there. Uh, man, it's, 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 a fun, it's a fun thing to be in. But as time goes by, it's more and more stressful, <laughs> which <laughs> kind of sucks for me to say. Because, you know, the product has, has grown to what it is today. It's just you have to come up with. I cat up everything. I have to cat up everything. I have to uh, fully build everything in 3D and make sure all the pieces work together um, before I even, you know, and then I do multiple, multiple samples, you know, prototypes, changing things around until like everything is kind of like the way it is. And sometimes even after production, you're like, shit, what did they, what, what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> you, you know, which, which kind of sucks, but it's, it's the rule of the game. You know, you just have to roll with the punches. I think one of the, the massive strengths that you've got is it's genius how simple you make it uh, considering all the complexities of the building process and the mm. design it, it's so simple for us as collectors to just pop up an extreme set and you've instantly got an absolutely outrageous diorama that you'd have to pay hundreds of pounds for anywhere else so i, I like in terms of how difficult it is for you you make it so easy for us <laughs> that is a good point well, I mean, that's the whole thing, you know. Uh, I have to go through the pain for you to be happy. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you, you would never pick up my product. Uh, that, that's the beauty of this product. Product folds and tucks away. And yeah, and it has to be kind of like seamless, especially with the building. The building, I mean, if you take a look at the first original building that I released, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago. The rooftop was like it was kind of terrible. I'll even say it. You know, it was it was, it was bad. It was uh, it, it just you realize things afterwards. You know, probably that building was the f- maybe the first three dimensional piece that I did. I'm not I'm not sure, but you know, the, I, I realized afterwards you could see the seams of the cardboard at the you know edges of the rooftop. I'm like that can't happen because you know now you're taking pictures. You're putting someone up there and. You know, you have to just hide as much as edges of the cardboard as you can. So that that heavily uh, gets into the product development. You have to really pay attention to the edges of the cardboard and eliminate as much as you can, you know, for that not to happen. I think that's brilliant. Uh, 
that's because that's the kind of details we look yeah. for. So that, that's fantastic that you think of that as well. You're thinking from a toy photographer's perspective as well. It's pretty nuts. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it, it just blows my mind. I, I most of the times, I think that I've when I design a product, I, I envision how you're gonna set it up in a million different ways. Yeah, even mock it up in 3D. You know, moving mm. the panels around as you guys can see the renderings too. Yeah. When you know initially I put up and say, "Hey, this is the product that's coming up," but like after the product is out, I take a look at what people do with it. I'm like, "Oh man, I didn't think about that." Oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, "Well, that's cool." So <laughs> it really comes down to imagination, you know. I'm giving the pencil to all the creators out there and letting them light it, move it, adjust it, or you know, they see a scene in the movie and they're like, "Oh, I want to replicate that." You know, here, here's a couple of panels. Let's throw them here and there, and you know, there you go, you got it. That's very perfectly put because that's one of my favorite things about extreme sets is you could you could basically do anything you want with them, mix them up, switch it up. You got a hundred, you got thousands of thousands of options just on one or two sets. Yeah, yeah, and the beauty part about it is uh, you don't have to use all the panels. You know, I know I'm giving way too much, way more than I should in one package. Uh, believe it or not, I'm just like, what is it now? Six, seven panels, and then no, especially the second. It's a good value, especially that elevator one. Yeah, man, that elevator one is like nothing. It was in my in my vision, it was, it's nothing compared to to uh, the new products that are coming. Uh, out. Would you like to seven. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Oh, definitely. Uh, especially sector seven is yes. probably one of my favorite pieces that I've done because it's so industrial and spaceship look and yes. like you know sci-fi that could be used for everything you know most importantly i take a look at what action figures are doing well that's that's what that's what you have to do in business uh figure out what will sell um i mean look at the star wars collection yes. star wars will never go away uh, and then you got the you know the marvel and it's basically anything would fit into that world of sector seven uh that's what makes it so unique and then I've converted everything to uh, to double-sided. So now everything is like a cube or a rectangle that both sides and left and right, you know, full 3D, everything has texture on it, as you will notice once you yes. look at it. Uh, so, I mean, and on top of that, you're not dealing with any, you, you basically cannot even see the edges of the cardboard anymore with the new product. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely digging it in. From the looks of it today, from the pre-orders, and that hologram table into it too. The, sorry, um, the hologram table you've put in there is just absolutely phenomenal. I absolutely love that. Well, yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to be spending the money on that little <laughs> plastic that that has, you know, the etching of that uh, whatever design that was on there. But it's basically an insert plastic that's see-through, the regular plastic, you know, and then it's printed on. And just kind of pops on. But can you imagine taking a picture of that? It's going to be popping like crazy. Yes. And could you please repeat uh, what which one is selling the best so far based on pre-sales? Uh, well, the buildings are definitely doing amazing. Okay. The Sector 7s, majority of the people that purchase it are, are ordering multiple of them. <laughs> I think they're like <laughs> army building them. You know, um, which is kind of which kind of, the, the package, the docking bay package, the Sector Seven docking bay. That one, originally, I, I was planning because this, because this is so big. The whole Sector Seven set is just so giant. 
I had to figure out a way to divide it and sell it piece by piece, you know? And then I'm like, okay, I don't want someone to go out there and spend over a hundred bucks on, uh, on, uh, well, 150 bucks just to get the, all the pieces of the sector seven. So I had to combine the ground panels with the docking bay, which is already a massive, massive piece. So now you're getting an additional, what is it? Eight or 10, I think it's eight ground panels, which are huge that all connect to each other. They're about, I think like uh, close to five feet wide. If you connect all the flooring together. Oh my God. Holy crap. This thing is huge. I'm not kidding, man. It was so big. Yeah. So I, you know, I came to terms with myself that I would have to divide it into two pieces instead of the three. So now the gram going with the docking bay, and then I have additional uh, module panels that are separate that you could basically buy as much as you want and keep on adding. You know, I didn't want you to buy one docking bay and make you pay again for a docking bay just to get those extra panels, yeah. you know? Well, I can tell you that one definitely is my favorite by far. And it's because of the reason you said, because it could be used for like Star Wars. Which I'm starting to get back into that. And it could be used for one of our favorite things. I know uh, it's Scott's for sure. Yeah. It's the Justice League animated figures. The absolutely. absolutely. So yeah, there I, go. I'm going to, I might have to get that one today. I just got paid. So <laughs> <laughs> I also want to uh, commend you because I ordered uh, late in the day. Uh, I ordered three sets and I got them the next day. Did yeah. You, was, really? Yeah. I was like, Holy <laughs> crap. This is awesome. So. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, competing with Amazon. Oh, you definitely won. You definitely won. But uh, do you you yourself ever think, because you have a hot toy collection, do you ever think you're going to plan on attempting that scale with extreme uh, sets? Well, that's the thing, you know. I started off with the 112 because 112, I believe, is the most sold action. Yes, sir. Uh, You can't beat that. I mean, that's just, you know, it's nonstop. It's a wheel that keeps on turning. Uh. And then I got so many hits on Facebook, on email. I mean, just everywhere. 118, 118, 118. You know, when are we going to see 118? I'm like, well, okay. It's much easier for me to downsize uh, from 112 to 118 because, A, the package gets smaller. Shipping rates go lower. Uh, the weight of the, of the package gets, you know, less. So that kind of, the, the product cost becomes lower. You know, the customer pays less for it. So it's kind of like win, 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 win situation. As long as there's people out there that are interested in the 118, which it showed today. You know, this is the first time that I've released, you know, two 118 scaled products. Uh, the only other one that I ever did was the command station, which was the, like the G.I. Joe kind of bluish, you know, yeah. the whole bit set that I did, you know, like series three, I think it was a while ago. Yeah. So I was like, OK, let's give this another shot because, you know, there's so much interest in it. And it did really well. Now, going from 112 to 16 scale, now you're doubling the size. <laughs> you know, I'm already having a hard time in, in making the 112 sets fit in a box that yeah. could, you know, be shipped. So if I'm going to double up, the cost goes up. Well, first, the most important thing is if there's a fan base out there for mm-hmm. it. You know, if there's a fan base, you're going to pay that money. You're going to buy it. I'll produce it every day. But, like, I'm not going to put product on my shelf and, you know, wait for a couple of people no. to <laughs> buy it. You know, it's expensive, too. It's not a joke. You're going through production. Everything gets higher and higher and higher because everything goes up when you, when you go up in scale. Mm. 
so we'll just wait to see what happens with that. There is definitely interest in it, but not as much as uh, the 118 people out there that you know kept on asking for it. But you never know. Nice. That's pretty cool. I, I, I love that you do different scales though as well, because like for the all the original sort of like kind of Batman figures and muscle Justice League Unlimited figures fit perfectly into that 118 scale. So I love that you do both and appreciate both. That's fantastic. Well, definitely. I mean, from the looks of it, I'm going to be <laughs> releasing like 16 new sets every three months instead of, you know, like 10. <laughs> now I have to hit 118 and, you know, 112. <laughs> but I definitely dig 118, you know, easy to handle. There, It was actually funny because when I got the sample of uh, the prototype of the Durange Alley 2.0, in the 118 scale, I'm like, oh, my God, this thing is, like, so easy just to put together. And, uh, you know, because, like, the, the, the 112 is massive. Uh, I'm like, oh, you know, it's just it was so much more friendly. But then, again, you're dealing with much smaller action mm. figures, too. Well, okay. one... I, have, I, have a, I have a big question for you. This is where we get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, yes. No problem. Okay. Are you a fan of Batman animated series? Oh, man, definitely. I have probably, well, not the last line, but I have most of the action figures. Nice. Okay. Then my question is, what are your top three favorite episodes? Oh, episode, oh man, now you're getting way too deep. <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have no idea. I can't even. You know, that's funny because back when I used to watch that animated series, we used to have VHSs, right? Yes. And I used to record. I used to sit there on Saturday morning. <laughs> Okay, and I used to sit there and in front of the TV because there was, I don't think my VHS had a remote control back then. <laughs> this is how long ago it was. And I used to sit there and press that red button to record, start recording as soon as it started. And I used to pause it on the commercial breaks. So I had a nice flow of videos. So that's how big of a fan I used to be. But I mean, asking me, I haven't watched it in years probably. Okay. You know, uh, I, I can't, I can't even go back to that. But uh, man, I'm still trying to get that hardcover, uh, what is it, uh, the, the magazine about it, where it has all the comics and it, sh- it shows all the illustrations of all the drawings and all that stuff. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, the prices keeps on going up. <laughs> I'm looking for a good condition one. Well, hopefully with all these pre-sales today, you could afford it eventually one day. Oh, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> well, what is, your, what is your favorite? Oh, ours? Scott, you could go first. Okay, my, my favorite ever episode is "Make Him Laugh" by a long way. I just, I just, it's just funny, and to see Dark versus Daft with Batman v the Joker is just the best ever. Uh-huh. Well, well, Joker is always the favorite. Yeah, you know? that's probably my favorite villain of all time. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, go, yeah. Who, who else do we have on phone here? <laughs> who who just went, Scott or? I would I would say my favorite is uh, "Feet of Clay." The two-parter. That's my favorite. I actually do remember that one, too. I, I wasn't even a big fan of the action figure, though. What about you guys? Oh, I have Clayface. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> do you like he it? Cool. it? comes in multiple pieces, right? Yeah, he has, opened it. he has lots of uh, great accessories that are just straight out of the show. Each little, each piece you'll easily recognize from a part in the episode. And that's the cool thing about uh, the, those figures, at least. They're super nostalgic. Well, you know what I dislike completely about those figures is their their feet they're so <laughs> yes hard yeah, to stand you can probably never display them and when you want to take your photos of them you know you just have to be so patient oh yeah of like uh, I, I remember two-face two-face the, the first one oh, oh, man that guy has like 
I don't even know. Like it's like a dot of a foot. That's the worst figure. It's, it's it's just it's, it was just killing. Me. <laughs> like I almost like chucked it. I'm like forget about it. <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. And like his joints on the feet were weak too. So like just imagine you're trying to put this <laughs> figure on these pop ups. <laughs> I actually oh. have that two face figure uh, on display. We hit one of his foot. His feet, sorry, fell off. He then fell off my shelf onto the floor and broke an arm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, they, but they've changed it, right? I saw another image of the... I don't know if it came out. I think I believe it came out, the second version of it. It has much thicker feet. Yeah, he's coming soon. But I, I like that rant that you went on because you could tell instantly this guy has gone through the pain, the agonizing pain of setting some beautiful setup up and having the <laughs> domino effects of just a figure fall on figure. So, oh, you have no idea. The passion oh, is there. No idea. <laughs> Scott, do you uh, want to ask like, your question? Well, I, I, yeah. So, you know, I always ask about um, the Batman Arkham series. So, I know that you've made a diorama from Extreme Sets based on a certain game, which I'd like to talk about a little bit later. But the Batman Arkham games, are you a big fan? Are you talking about the asylum? Yeah, the, the, are you a big fan of the, the Arkham games? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Before I had kids, I used to be, you know, playing, um, man, all these games. But you're referring <laughs> to the video game, right? Yes. Yeah, so, what? Yeah, that, oh, man, that, that definitely. But I just never any of them. I even picked up the new the new uh, Batman. What is it even called? Uh, uh, the, the most recent one, which is the whole city. You just fly around. I, I think, like, I... I I went like to 7% of the game, 7% yeah. completed, <laughs> which is funny. My daughter, she's seven and she keeps on insisting, daddy, can you put that game on? I'm like, this is not for you, but she just <laughs> loves it so much. She's like, oh, what is he doing? Oh, is he dying? And she's always, you know, crossing her arms oh. around her eyes like she can't see it. That's funny. And then I'm like, well, what's the point of this? <laughs> you know, it's like painful. <laughs> Uh, yeah definitely a huge fan huge fan of batman well the hot toys that i have the majority i want to say like 80 percent of the hot toys that i collect mm. are batman you know i got all the batmobiles and the you know bat pod oh, cool. and yeah definitely they're they're all displayed in my you know ikea details in my office <laughs> which is which is kind of so cool. if, if, um, if i don't ask you about it i'll regret it so i gotta ask you about the asylum set because that's the one that I've got. I've also got the control center deluxe on the way as well, which I can't wait to get. But that asylum set is just outstanding. I mean, I've been looking for like a diorama for the Arkham figures for a long time, and that was just the answer to everything. I absolutely love it. And the detail and accuracy you put into that is just outstanding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, originally it was supposed to even be bigger. And, oh my gosh. Uh, like the, yeah, I, I when I when I design something first, I you know I get the idea and then I break it down and I do a lot of research of what I want to incorporate within the panel. Mm. And uh, I, I believe that actually that particular set has uh, the first cutout panel that I did, which was the gel cell. Yeah. And then after I did that one, it kind of took off on like every other product that came after that. Uh, it, it turned out so awesome. I mean, that whole gel cell, you know, the gel bars really, really took the photography to the next level, you know, by just positioning the panels and creating the perspective and just, you know, it's that's the best thing about the product. Just having the opening doors yeah. and, you know, some windows or just create that depth within your photography. I mean, photography really revolves around 
creating perspective and having certain certain panels blurry, you know, just like your exposure, you know, the back blurry, the front. That's the beauty of it, man. As soon as I, I see, when I see a good photographer, the, right away I know that they understand the perspective, you know, when they when they're taking photos. Mm-hmm. But do you get a uh, without trying to sound like you're uh, conceited or anything? Is it rewarding for you when you uh, when you see something that you put so much work and time in? When you see the toy photographers uh, doing beautiful work with something that you yourself, you know, you put you put your passion into it. So is it is that rewarding to see? Oh, absolutely. Oh man, I was just uh, like like I like I previously mentioned when I when I put a product out there, I feel like. I, man, it's such an awarding feeling. Like I always get goosebumps when I see like a super, super cool image that like something that I didn't think about at all, you know, cause I'm the one creating these panels and I'm visualizing the action figures being there before the product is even out. Uh, so when I see someone arrange them and place them in a certain way or create different angles and shoot an image, I'm like, whoa, you just killed it. Uh, like for example, the subway terminal 2.0 with the staircase, you know, the 3D staircase. I completely yeah. did not envision people doing what they are doing with it. Like I never envisioned anyone doing adding panels above the staircase. You know, the entire set was designed strictly for the, the bottom of this of the staircase. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. surrounding the panels on the bottom. But like people are adding panels on top and like making it look like someone is coming down and there's a second roof there. So the second story up there, which is like it's unbelievable. That's like mind blowing. Well, you know, so there's nothing more rewarding than seeing the customers be happy with the product and excited to shoot, which that's the rule of the game. If you're buying this product, you definitely love toy photography and something that makes you happy. It's not work related, you know, Mm. it's definitely a lot of our escapes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I another thing I want to because you have you have a lot of people in the toy photography world that. Uh, you co-partner with so i wanted to give you an opportunity if you wanted to name a couple of those people oh sure i mean man there's 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 so many now uh keep growing by the day yeah it's just it's man well i would i wouldn't want you to have to single them out if there's you got too many because that's that in and of itself is enough of an example of how good a work you're doing i don't want to yeah i don't want to get into i don't want you to get in trouble No, 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 no. Let's let's just uh, keep it PG. <laughs> no, definitely love everybody. Uh, that you know, there's a lot of guys that have been there from the beginning. Uh, a few, I mean, one of the guys is SLS uh, Animations. That guy was there since, man, even before in the beginning, very beginning stages. Before I even developed any released any product, it was printouts. You know, I used to I put up a couple of printouts online. And that's how this whole extreme sets kind of started. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to sell some printouts and the guys could buy it and then print it and then, you know, build it themselves. But, you know, not everybody. Well, actually, 95 percent of the population does not know how to <laughs> build. something. <laughs> I realized that real quick. But yeah, the SLS animation guy has been there for a long time. He's always he's always kind of like he's been there. You know, he's he's been good. He's been very loyal and friend i could call him a friend nice uh, we'll make sure that we uh, tag him when we post the announcement of this oh yeah definitely and another guy that just came by few recently well 
well, in the, in the long term, recently, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, uh, it's Dark Rain. I mean, this guy as well. He just, the thing that I like about most about this guy is he shoots with everything, everything, wrestling, comic, I mean, you name it. And he has three different accounts on Instagram. Uh, one of them is like for 118 scale, and then I think it's 118 or maybe even smaller. And then another one is uh, 112, and then another one is the wrestling, which is it's, it's just phenomenal for someone to have such a crazy work ethic that, you know, just delivering images one after another, you know, and spectacular photography. I mean, you look at it, you're like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Scott, do you have any last questions for our guest? Well, um, I'm fascinated to know because you, you work with Big Bad Toy Store and I was right. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Those guys are have been, yeah, I've been basically with them since Series One or actually the arena, the original yeah. arena. Yeah. Because Big Bad, Big Those Bad guys Toy are Store are fantastic, especially because I, I live in the UK, so it's obviously difficult sometimes with all the tax and stuff to get from America. So Big Bad sure. Toy Store has been absolutely brilliant for me for getting extreme sets as well. So that, that's brilliant. And, um, yeah. Same here for me. Yeah, <laughs> they provide they've provided samples before, and they're just really good partners to work with. So that's that's cool that they are willing to put your stuff up there. Oh man, those guys are. I mean, Joel is uh, is the the head guy. He's just you know I have I I have nothing but but you know pure heart for that guy. Uh, he's been there for for all the years that I've been pushing, and just professional good business good company always you know on top of everything nowadays that is very important (laughs) oh you wouldn't believe it the kind of people that you meet day to day and to to know someone that powerful could you know always be there which is it's phenomenal for a for a small business like mine those are high praises right there very high indeed yeah i mean definitely well i want to again uh thank you for not only coming on the show and taking time out of your day, I don't want to continue to take too much time, but That's fine. I want to, I want to thank you for coming on for all the work that you do. Uh, I, it's, you, it's a very apparent just from talking to you that you have a hundred percent passion on what you're doing, mm-hmm. that you're taking your time to make sure that you're doing it correctly. You're not just rushing it out there just to get money. But I, I think every time I go on Instagram, I can't scroll more than three times without seeing an extreme set <laughs> and that's a oh, testament man. that's a testament to you joe so you you keep killing it oh, man oh thank you i mean first most important i always tell my wife if i want to chase the money i have to shut down this company that's for sure uh it's very unpredictable you know it's up and down it just it just sways in ways of just like a baby you know you never mm. know if it's pooping or <laughs> if it's eating or what, what does the baby want you know that's a great analogy <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of head scratching and sleepless nights of just coming up with new ideas and new concepts and and figuring out what's going to do well, what's not. Because at the end of the day, you do not want to release a product that's not going to sell at all. Uh, So you have to uh, be always creative and you have to have an open mind of endless possibilities of, you know, upcoming products and keep on excelling on whatever you have. The thing about me is, I always want to make it better and better and make it more three-dimensional. And sometimes it's not even good to make it too three-dimensional because the people are like, 
oh, I just built this and I don't want to take it apart. Now I don't have room for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now you're now you're dealing with three, four years of people asking for three-dimensional products. Now you're like, I don't want it. I'm like, okay, maybe I should take a couple of steps back and make it more, you know, flat and more easy, friendly that like, you know, you can take it apart quicker. You know, these are the problems that I have to deal with. <laughs> uh, that could get annoying. I could yes. see how that would get annoying. This is true. Yeah, there's, the fan base is all over and uh, just finding a thin, thin line between everything is kind of what sets me, you know, towards the right direction. Uh, but, I mean, Siri, Wave 8 is going to be amazing as well. Well, I've been working on that. I think it's going to be a bar. Oh, so yes! A bar. Yes! Yes, uh, that's kind of like a insight. <laughs> yes, right, we're gonna tease that for sure. That well, is, yeah, I've been waiting for like a bar or a strip club. That would be <laughs> awesome. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about the concept for for a few weeks now. You know, I, I dream about this stuff now, <laughs> even at night. So I'm like, oh, let me, let me write this down. I think it's fair, uh, you yeah. know, because you have to. I think it's fair to say you've got two pre-orders down for that already. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right after I yeah, buy a sector. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be like an old tavern. That's what I'm leaning towards. You know, kind of like old school because you don't want to make it modern and stuff like that. It has to be like old school. Yeah. A lot of... It's going to be good. It's going to have boots, obviously a wet bar. Uh, it's going to be really nice. Uh, we'll see. And then what else am I working? I don't know if anybody is into. Let me ask you guys. Would you guys like a police station? Yes. Heck yeah. Heck oh, yes. yeah. That would be incredible. I'd love that. You know, but like, what do you really incorporate in a police station? You know what I'm saying? It's so hard. Commissioner Gordon. Out. Yeah, but the furniture is like, you know, you don't really want to make furniture out of cardboard. Oh, yeah. It has to be, I don't know. We'll see. That was another one. Uh, there, there's maybe no people can, this. maybe the listeners will be able to come up with some cool ideas. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. That, that'll be, that'll be. We definitely have that. a big fan base that tends to favor shooting your product. I appreciate that. I, 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 I truly thank you guys being patient with me uh, and having me on. It's a, definitely a blast. And I'm great. Are you going to have a presence at San Diego uh, Comic-Con? Well, that's the thing. Uh, I've, I've actually been designing boots for Comic-Con for past like 10 years. Uh, which is which is kind of funny because like I walk in there and I'm like, oh, I've designed that, I've designed that, I've designed that. Oh, and I don't have a presence here. You know, uh, a couple of years ago, I did uh, this giant boot for myself. It was going to be for Comic-Con. I designed it. I was going to be like, okay, if I'm going to go to Comic-Con, I'm going to make the biggest presents. And it's going to be just giant subway car, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to live in it. And, you know, the window opens. So I got the ideas down. But I just nice. don't think that sounds cool. it's time yet for me to tackle something that big. Um it's it's it costs a lot of money and it's way more time consuming than I could ever imagine uh, to put something like that together and you know run two businesses which I'm doing right now. Dang. But well, if you're there, we'd love to come work. to see you. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> or or if there's anything we could do to help promote, let us know because we'll be there. Do you want to watch? Thank you. You're too kind. Also, well, to well, you very, very much. Sorry, also wanted to say a huge thank you to you for sharing our work on your page as well like that yeah that means so much you know I, I i appreciate that thank you for shooting uh at this point like i'm like when i repost it's it's really it's gotten really quick you know what i mean oh, I so like when when there's things that are going way too down on my on my you know tag 
tax section, whatever you want to call it. And then like I try, I just try quickly to save a couple of things because uh, my wife is always like, you're always on your phone. I'm like, what do you want me to do? You know, I'm like reposting all, all day. <laughs> uh, it's like, she's like, but, but stop it. You know, it's like, but you know, there's time for everything. Yeah. But I do apologize for anybody that's listening that I haven't reposted their images because I do get a lot of hits that say, hey, man, how come you haven't reposted this? I'm like, dude, I haven't seen oh, it. You know, I'm sorry. That's, I have not seen That's it. unfair because I think uh, that as far as reposting people's work go, you're one of the few people I feel like is very liberal with who you post. You're not, you don't tend to favorite anyone. Yeah, I completely agree. No, with no. I love giving everybody a chance. It's not, that's what it's about. It's not yeah. about. It's not about the highest detail and the best quality of images. I truly believe uh, in 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 the in the people that are in the lower levels of photography, and it's the first time they've picked up the product and they want to test it out and learn. And you know that's how I was. You know, twenty years ago, who was I? You know what I'm saying? I I didn't know how to shoot. I didn't know how to hold the camera. It started somewhere. So I believe in opportunity, chances, encouragement, mm-hmm. and lifting people's spirit to you know pursue higher and better things mm-hmm. and that's the way it has to be you know in my life at least joe you you're an you're amazing person you're an amazing person thank you <laughs> thank you i second that for sure yeah. it gets people so much more stoked about your products as well and like you use the word encouragement and that's what it does encourage you to do more and and to try and be more creative with it so yeah there's nothing better than that there's nothing better to feel more connected with what you're buying as well yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, that's the beauty of life. What's the point of have putting all the, you know, the good people on top and, you know, the canceling out everybody else. Uh, it's actually should be the other way. You know, yeah. the, the better people should, you know, be helping out, pushing the bottom people on top. Lifting so, each other. Um, that's, that's so well yeah, put. Yeah. Uh, Man. So. Joe, this has been phenomenal. And if, really uh, <laughs> Anytime that you feel like you want to come on and you have a new product to be released, we're, we're ready and willing to talk to you again. I appreciate it. I'm very grateful. Thank you very much for having me on. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Yes, and uh, you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for your uh, constant reviews, your messages that you send. Uh, just for listening, I really appreciate all the listens. Uh, I know Scott does. When he gets messages, he, he shares and passes them on. Um, again, if you don't know, there are pre-orders live for Extreme Sets. All the new ones that he, a lot of the ones he described, you better get on them because they do sell out. And you said that they're they're they flying do. already. The buildings, right? It's funny, actually. A lot of people. I'll make it real quick and short. Uh, a lot of people are always complaining. When are you gonna bring back the first? You know, the the Sector Nine. Are you gonna bring back the original building? Are you gonna bring back this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not bringing it's it gone. back. It's been two years. You know what I'm saying? It's gone. I cannot just be, uh, you know, I'm moving forward. I'm, you know, the product is changing. It's, it cannot be go you know, diluted back to the original. Uh, so that's why in most cases, something that's humongously popular, I have to really release it, but I have to change it, yeah. you know, add flooring to it and add like pillars or columns and, you know, make it, make it look to the standards of what I am releasing today. Well, you continue um, to kill it, and you guys heard it. If once it's gone, it's usually gone because he continues to excel at what he does. So make sure you get all of them because they're all going to add to th- thousands upon hours that you could just enjoy being creative instead of watching TV. So definitely <laughs> another thing. Quickly, uh, it's funny because uh, all my friends say, "Hey, man, they're going to copy you. They're going to do this. They're going to do that." No, I, you know, I always turn around to my friends and I say, "You're too good." I welcome everybody to copy me 
they will not stand the <laughs> because I move in such a speed. I, I love that confidence. That confidence is great. Dude, I move so quickly. I'm releasing products like, you know, like damn night, you know, mm. like that fast. So by the time they copy me, I'm already like 10 levels ahead. You heard it, uh, folks. So go ahead. I love Joe. You've just turned into one of my favorite interviews so far. This is so fun. (laughs) Uh, Well, we definitely want to have you back on if, uh, if and when you're releasing the new stuff. Well, I don't know why I said if when you do. Um, And we'd love to help out as any way we can at San Diego Comic Con this year. And best of luck to you. And remember, everyone, get the stuff. I know Scott and I are going to be buying it really soon. So you want to check out our pages and see for yourself. You could do that, but it's not long before you go look at toy photography that you won't see this man's phenomenal work that people have been uh, learning a hobby with and becoming better at. So he's really a stimulus in the community. He's helped it grow and made it a better place for everyone. So we want to thank Joe from the bottom of our hearts. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's very, uh, very cool that he did this with us. So uh, we hope you have a great day and we will talk to you very soon. Goodbye.